With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just bebopping right along. Good morning, everybody. 9.08 the time. Another really nice day. Thursday, April 8th, 2021. Welcome to the show. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee with you. Millennial Grant here as well. We're going to carry until noon today. The Masters has started uh, today. Always enjoyed watching. I've never had a chance to play Augusta. Anyway, good morning. What's going on? Good Oops. morning, David. Rick, you're, you're, you're not... Uh, you're less than an avid golfer. You're a less avid golfer than I am. But I, So I'm going to guess you've never been to Augusta. No, never been there. But yeah, it would be sweet to go sometime. And Kathy's been more places than both you and I together. She's not really a golfer, but please I tell me, have you, been to, have you been to Augusta? I have been to Augusta. That's, I, well, how did I know that? Two years ago. Of course she has, Dave. I mean, jeez. How was it? It was great. I've never been to the Masters, but I've been to Augusta. Oh, you, you didn't go to the course? I, well, I drove by the course, but I didn't actually go to the Masters Oh, you just tournament. drove by? You did a drive-by. Yeah, gotcha. but I've been in Augusta. I spent two nights in Augusta. Huh. And what'd which, you think? Which is more to say for the two of you. Quaint little town? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting town, right? It's It's cute. And it's uh, interesting. Huh. Okay. We'll talk uh, We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Rockies got a good win last night. Boy, did they need that. Man, did they ever. Huh. Sensatella pretty good for the Rocks. Goes eight innings. Nuggets beat the Spurs. How many is that for the Nuggets? Like six or seven? I think seven in a row. So they're playing yeah, good. Yeah, I think you're right. Avs, Avs lost one, but they're still really on a pretty good roll. I told you I'd give you a key to my house. You can just come over anytime and watch. I don't have to be there. I'm really tempted to do that. I will give you. One. I, I have. I can't tell you how much I miss watching. I mean, I normally, again, because we have Comcast, I, I watch almost every Nuggets game and as many Avs games as I can see. Now, I'm now watching Netflix, which is fine, but I'd I'd like to see the Nuggets as they head into the playoffs. Same with the Avs. Yeah, right. It is I may, nice. I may come over. It is nice to have them. I have a direct TV. You don't. 
I, I watched um, mostly Rockies last night. It's good to watch baseball again. And baseball to me is a very, it's a game I can relax and enjoy. I don't get jacked up watching baseball games because it's right about bedtime for me mm-hmm. when I watch them. So Rockies are uh, very, uh, almost like taking, um, you know, a little melatonin. Chilling out. <laughs> I'm not sure that's good. Well, the Rockies mean, put you to sleep. Well, yes. Or just it's baseball not, just itself. Baseball, baseball in general on okay. TV. Does. I mean, there, it, it is a much slower pace. Yeah, it's a slow-paced game, and you can just sit back and enjoy it. You don't have to get so caught up in the game because you know, hey, they're going to play another one tomorrow, and the day after, and the day after, and the day after, and the day after. So you just take it for what it is. Very, right. very relaxing, enjoyable evening. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. No doubt about that. And it was good that the the Rockies won. There are more leaked texts in the Deshaun Watson saga. Yeah, I saw that. Jeez. That thing discontinues to roll down a hill of doo-doo. That, those leaked texts don't look good for they, him. They do not. No. They do not. They do not help his... His particular side at all. Not at all. He uh, lost a couple more sponsors yesterday, too. I think we yeah, mentioned who, that, didn't we? Uh, well, you and I talked about it during, uh, we talked so much. Was it after the show we talked about it or during the show? Or last night we had um, dinner? I don't know. Remember, you and I talked about it. I think we talked about it with, with Nike suspending their endorsement deal with him. Yeah, then, then Beats by Dre also uh, dropped off. And there was another one. I can't I can't think of it right offhand, but so far it's been three. And I don't know how many he has, but well, Nike, Reliant Stadium. Okay, that was the third one. Reliant Reliant uh Reliant Energy. Energy. Yes. yes, yes. And uh this this text thread uh it's out there if you want to read it. I, I just I don't think this is gonna end well for him. Not looking like it to me. And once people could put a face to one of the victims, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's when, well, that's when these three sponsors decided to back out. I wonder now that one alleged victim has come forward and testified and done so in a very public way. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that will encourage other women that might have been hesitant, reticent to. You know, publicly, I make think a it will. I think I, more will come out. Yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. Would not be surprised. I again, I have no idea how this is going to end. I really can't even. I mean, I guess what's worst case, best case, if you're Deshaun Watson, best case is uh, none of this is is proven to be factual in a court of law. Uh, either the criminal case. There are, I believe, one or two of those, or the civil litigation, that he wins all of them and does so in an expedient fashion or manner and then is able to return to Houston where he then again can call to be traded. I mean, I guess that would be the, the best case. What's the worst case? I mean, do we do we honestly – I mean, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, could he face prison I, time? I think he could, yeah, if uh, they can prove uh, sexual assault. I would think there'd be some sort of jail time with that. Wow. I'm I'm starting to think he probably doesn't play this year. 
Long term, I don't know. But I think he's probably, uh, here we are already at April. I don't think he's playing this year. Yeah. Just the I mean, way I, this I, looks. I could see that. I mean, I, I could see that because, as we've said before, there's no indication as to when the when these cases will be adjudicated. The criminal case, at least. That that could be, that. And what if they say that's in September? He's certainly not going to play before this thing goes to trial, I don't think. And Dave, on the other side of that, Deshaun Watson's attorney claims that that woman, Ashley Solis, uh, demanded $100,000 in hush money before filing her lawsuit. Yep. He claims he has the emails to prove it. Uh, and the lawyer doesn't not claim. Her lawyer says that he tried to settle it quiet. They tried to sell it, settle it quietly. And he said... Um, it's old news that we attempted to settle this matter with Watson's team before filing the first case. We wanted to avoid the circus that Watson's team has created. The fact that we tried to settle before the first suit came out was an attempt to avoid the trauma caused by exactly what we expected from Watson's team. Gosh, I mean, talk about the pot calling the kettle black. He's saying the Watson team is engaged in circus-like an atmosphere. I, that's what Watson's attorney is saying as well. What, and, what about the other team? Yeah, Busby yes. said, I can't be bullied. More importantly, these the, these women won't be bullied. The only defense that Watson's team has mustered so far is that we tried to avoid litigation. It's an extremely weak defense. Now there are 22 cases. The 23rd is coming. Well, I, I don't know if I would say that's a weak defense. He said, perhaps, perhaps Watson's team should have listened to me when they had the chance. Not smart. In other words, maybe you should have taken my offer. Yeah. Now you have 23 women. I don't know who this Tony Busby is. I do know the other lawyer, Rusty Hardin's a famous attorney. Yeah. So's so's Busby. Bu- is he? Busby Busby's very is he? very acclaimed in the Houston area, for sure. I feel like he's handled this really well. Who? Busby. I think Busby, the way he's orchestrated this and just and these women just coming out, you know, two, three at a time, uh, every other day or so, it it, it, it seems like it's become uh, uh, really overwhelming for the Watson team to deal with. I, I feel like I feel like he's handled it well for his clients up to this point. That's just my perception looking from the outside. I'd never heard of him before. Hmm. He ran for mayor in Houston. He did. And lost. Mm-hmm. Okay. And lost, but he got 28% of the vote. Yeah, he's been a high-profile hmm. lawyer uh, in the Houston area for a long, long got time, it. for sure. So we'll we'll visit a little bit about that. Um, we had a chance yesterday to share a little bit of time late afternoon. We got happy hour. We had happy hour. Um, it was it was kind of nice. Kind of yeah, nice. It was good. So you you showed me. I, I guess there was a there was somebody that that went after me a little bit on Twitter because of something I had said yesterday when I was reading the Yahoo story about the Georgia voting law compared to the Colorado voting law. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what I said, but I, I can, we, we do keep tapes of that, but here's, here's the deal. My, my point on moving the all-star game is this. I, I mean, good for us, good for our economy. We certainly need it, but I think it stinks for the people in Atlanta or Cobb County. I think it stinks that a hundred million dollars or thereabouts, that would have been 
um, registered in that community because of the All-Star game playing there is being taken away. That, that, that's my primary point. I'm not an expert in terms of the voting laws in Georgia and the voting laws in Colorado. I think there, there, are, plenty of, there are plenty of differences in those. But I, I just think it sucks that they took, took that game out of Atlanta. And I did mention yesterday that 51% of Atlanta are comprised of African Americans, 9% here in Colorado. So, I, I mean, I, I think that stinks as well. Yeah, but, I think, but I'm I think, not on Twitter. Right. <laughs> You're not on Twitter. Which so, was uh, another smart move by Dave Logan. Uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter's very toxic. Um, I'm on Twitter, and so this guy kind of came after you and me. Oh. And um, I refused to have a debate with him. And the reason is, uh, number one, it, was, it wasn't my fight. Number two, uh, the guy on Twitter had a, uh, a fake handle you know wasn't in other words it wasn't his name and he had a cartoon avatar and i pretty much told the guy you expect dave to have a a serious discussion with you on twitter about voting laws and we don't even know who you are you won't give your name you don't have a picture of yourself and then his excuse was something like well you know i uh, uh my spouse is very well known (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, uh, you, but don't, you don't think it was? I don't. You know, don't think but... it was Governor Polis, do you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But I don't anyway, think he'd engage in that. It went around for a couple of hours. Did and, it really? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I wonder how his spouse would like to know what he's doing on Twitter and saying that his spouse is well known. Well, yeah. But that's kind of how Twitter is, you know. And that's I just don't participate in that kind of thing. So anyway, I told the guy to call the show. Okay. I said if you want to discuss this with Dave, we'll see if he calls. Call yeah. the show, man. And I said tell people who you are if you have such a strong opinion. Well, we had Jake call yesterday, and then Jake even admitted that was not his not name, not his real name. And I right. wonder, I yeah. wonder if that's the same guy because did he not say he played? Right. He said he. Oh, he, he was well-known, or he, he had a he cup he, of coffee in the NFL or training camp in the training NFL. Camp he went the, to Marshall University. Yeah, and now he said he owns And Rick and I, company. I believe, were oh. able to, with Kathy's help yesterday, figure out exactly who Jake is. So we'll, we'll just go ahead and say, what's up, Jake? Feel free to call. <laughs> we'll not out you, but we do know, I think we know yeah. who you are. But but the, the dude on Twitter that, that evidently has a problem with me, I mean, I'm not on Twitter, man. I'm, I'm happy to talk to you about it. Uh, my point about the game, I've been pretty clear on. I think it sucks for the people in the Atlanta area that they move that game. I think economically, it is a huge loss. For us, it's a huge gain. So, I mean, good for us. And that was our, our main point of yeah. the show yesterday was, yeah, we're, ex- we're happy for Colorado for getting the game and all the money, and it's it's reportedly over $100 million. But don't you feel bad for the the good people of Atlanta? Most of them are people of color. had nothing to do with this whatever Georgia voting law that you don't like, and they're paying the price. So that's that's the point. Uh, the voting law thing, I, I don't think we had a discussion of no. no. Voting laws. I, I mean, who are we to discuss voting laws? No. And it's that, I'm, no, I'm no voting law expert. but I, I did see a stat yesterday. Let me pull it up. Did um, he want to get you to go to the, the health club, uh, go to the gym 
meet him at the gym for boxing or so. What did you no, tell me? That was somebody else. Uh, that was somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know <laughs> who that is. You you're mixing, you're, mixing yeah, you're confusing things. Sorry. Things. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I know it was a long day yesterday. Yeah, you know what? It really was. Uh, one of my responses back to the guy, I said, if you have a problem with something <laughs> Dave said, take it up with Dave. Call the show. He's not on Twitter. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Don't bang Rick. Rick didn't. And I, I said, and if he was, he wouldn't have a discussion with an anonymous critic who has a big opinion like you, but doesn't want people to know who he is. I just meet you for a cup of coffee. It's pretty easy. I'll, I'll buy. I'm, if I had a, if I had a dollar for every time I've done that over, this is thirty-one years that I've been here uh, at KOA. If I had a dollar for every time somebody emailed and we got into it an email and. Then, and, and I said, "Hey, let's let's go meet for a cup of coffee." I, you know what? I, I bet it's been thirty or more times. And of the thirty times, I would bet ninety percent, eight eighty-five percent of those interactions, we could find some common ground. And we wound up having a cup of coffee and chopping it up and saying, "Hey, you know what? We're we're good." Now there 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 are others that didn't it didn't turn out that good, but. You- Let's go do it. You know what I thought was interesting is that, you know, they were complaining about the mail-in ballot in Georgia. Do you know how many people who actually mail in a ballot and who may, how many people go in person to vote in Georgia? It's so different from Colorado. Like, we have three million mail-in ballots, right, in the election in 2020. We had a, only 198,000 people vote in person. In Georgia, they only had 1.3 mail-in ballots and 3.6 voted in person. Wow. Wasn't one of the big issues is that they said they don't have enough box drop-off boxes? Is Wasn't that one of the issues? I believe that was an issue. And, and regarding uh, voter ID, we got a text from the 720. I'm going to read it to you word for word. As a black man who spent my first 36 years in a small town in rural Georgia, I would like to slap Steve upside his head. Steve was a caller we had the other day. I'm trying to remember what Steve said. He said everyone in my town had an ID. For him to assume blacks are unable to obtain an ID is racism at its core. So that was a text we had coming okay. to, to our show. Okay. I forget what Steve said, but he was referencing a caller uh, that it was something about voter ID and, and saying it. Makes it harder for black people to vote because they can't get ID. Oh, and, that that was that was the the dude from uh, Green Valley Ranch. That that was a yeah. caller. Yeah, it was a caller. I, I don't remember if it was Steve, but that was that was a call. I remember the call. Yeah. So oh. anyway, that well, that was this man's response. That maybe you guys ought to go have a cup of coffee. He was insulted by it. Yeah. Yeah. Three zero three five four eight. The anonymous Twitter dude is probably Jake. Three zero three three zero three eight nine five. Dave. Hell, I don't disagree with you, but I'll go have a cup of coffee with you, and I'll buy that from Robert. Thank, thank you, Robert. And you know what? When you talk to people, you usually can find some common ground. You know, I've found that to be true in just about every time. Yeah. But just to be lashing out at somebody. Yeah, on man. And Twitter's the worst place to have a serious discussion anyway. And, and if you're going to have a, a cartoon avatar and a fake name, you really think people are going to take you seriously? No. No. Is, is that uncommon on Twitter? No, it's very common. It's very common. People don't use their real name. They don't use a picture. They want to be anonymous, but they want to dish out these yeah, don't hot be, takes listen, and, and don't, big shots. Don't, don't, don't be scared. 
S-C-A-R-T. Scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> Just put a name, identify who you are, uh, and, and we can we can figure it out. 719-361. I'd love to meet you guys for coffee, but unfortunately I don't disagree with you enough for that. <laughs> uh, 3039 or 885 uh, refresh. Kathy, 2020 was the first time Georgia had drop-off boxes for absentee or mail ballots. Before that, everything was in person. person. Okay. Didn't know that. Didn't know that either. It says both states do require voter ID at some phase of the voting. Because they're comparing Colorado to Georgia is what they're doing in yeah. the Nine News article. Yeah. I did not know that that was the first time they had absentee. But can't you mail it in? Do you have to drop it off at a box? You're ma- you can do mail-in ballots. I yeah. know that. So do you need a drop-off box or can't you just mail it from your house? There. I, I would assume. Oh, in Georgia? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would assume I, you can mail it, I, I would think, right? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. 927 is the time. Dave, Rick, and Kathy. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in high school baseball around the the Denver metropolitan area. Cutting back on a lot of games and don't quite understand that. But we'll talk about that and uh, a lot of other things coming up on KOA News Radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Significance. Steve Howe, the, the guitarist for Yes, three different times in his career. His birthday today, 74 years old. Also Asia. You know who Asia is, right? Yes. Okay. Heat of the moment. You remember Asia? Did I figured you didn't like that song. I, I sort of liked Asia, too. They but I, but I, did, I did like this. Yeah, we did that. We uh, we played this this. Oh, actually, uh, Kathy played an Asia song bump this morning because of Steve Howe's birthday, and I said, 
I didn't know what she was doing. I said, oh, you're going Asia on me. Yeah. Which sounded very politically incorrect. <laughs> you being Asian and everything. I was referencing the band Asia, of course. <laughs> And so I had to backtrack off of that. Well, you right? didn't say explain. you're going Asian on me. I said you're going Asia on me. Yeah, but that would have been Asian would have been a more. And here, here's Grant yeah. going here's, Asia. Here's yeah. Asia. Yeah. The big song. This is a great song. <laughs> Did you ever cover this? No, no. Standard obligatory question for today. <laughs> no, I have no, I haven't. Maybe played it once or twice. Oh, what happened? I accidentally X'd oh, out of it. What the hell, William Grant? <laughs> Abrupt ending. Not on top of your game. Hey, before we get to, get to the phone lines, I, I mentioned about uh, baseball. Baseball here in the uh, in this area. Of course, with COVID having absolutely ruined, I mean, so many kids' opportunities starting last, whatever, March, Right, I mean, they didn't get a chance to finish the basketball championships. They didn't even have a baseball season. They didn't have a lacrosse season. They didn't have a track season. I mean, we're we're, we're all here, right? We all we all know what happened. Well, now we we apparently, hopefully, are coming out of this. So, and this is not me bashing Chassa. I just want to make sure that I that I get that out there. But it is me saying I don't quite understand this. So maybe we, we can get somebody, maybe we can get Bert Borgman, who's a friend of mine, on the show. He can explain this. But but as best I know it, here's what's happened. So about a month ago, Chassa decided that for this spring, initially it was set up for baseball teams to play 16 games. Chassa moved that to 18, which which is good because that's still less than a normal high school baseball season would have. And that's for all levels. And then there were 20, I think, 24 teams in the playoffs. Then last week, Chassa made the decision to move from 16 games or or move back to 16 games and only have 16 teams in the playoffs, 12 games for lower levels. And the reason they said that they did that was because there was – there was concern brought by an AD somewhere in our state about a Title IX violation. Title IX, of course, ensures equity and ensures equity from between female sports and male sports. And having raised daughters, Rick two and me one, I'm all about equal opportunity. But I don't understand. I don't understand how how this is would would even be remotely considered a Title IX violation. I mean, aren't we in the business of allowing kids as many opportunities as we can? I mean, it's 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 in a shorter time frame, but I just don't get cutting back on boys baseball and citing a Title IX argument as as the reason why. So, I mean, if I'm missing something, then I'm I'm quite sure Jake or somebody on Twitter will let me know. But feel free to call the show. And again, we may try to try to get a hold of somebody at Chassa simply to explain uh, what's going on, man. But these kids, you know, these kids have been been stymied and had their seasons cut, and you know, we we, we don't need to do that. We need to let them play as many games as they possibly can play. And again, if I'm missing something about the Title IX thing, well, then you know, somebody somebody's gonna gonna let me know. Let's go to the phone lines. Nine forty-five. Kirk in Arvada joins us on KOA News Radio. What's up, Kirk? 
Yeah, good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, I just uh, I, I, I didn't get the chance to listen to you yesterday, so I hope I'm not being redundant. But I did want to address that you you guys feel sorry for the people of Atlanta in regards to moving the, the All-Star game to Colorado. However, uh, you understand it was because of the vote. Uh, but, but there's also, and I would think the MLB decided that move because people of Atlanta, because of this voting issue, were boycotting Delta and Coca-Cola, which are huge employers, which means to me, that, I mean, that's cutting off your nose to spite your face. But the reason for the vote in the, the, the uprising is because they're required to have an identification. doesn't have to be a driver's license. just has to be an identification. And the governor has said, I'll give you the identification. That means that you pay taxes. That means that you're viable. That means that you are a, a voter. And that's all it boils down to. And they're boycotting two of the biggest employers in Atlanta because of that. That makes zero sense. I think we may have just... Uh... May have just lost Kirk. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's obvious reasons why the game moved. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of political pressure brought to bear from the 303-842. Two important differences for the mail in voting: Georgia has reduced hours for ballots to be dropped off, while Colorado the boxes are available 24/7 during the early voting period. Okay. Georgia has one box per 100 people. 100,000. I'm sorry, 100,000 people. Colorado is four for every 12,500. I believe ours, I guess that Republicans, I guess, I think that's what, I believe Republicans are afraid to follow Colorado because the Republican has not won a statewide, has not won statewide since the voting system was implemented in 2014. And I don't know about that, but maybe. I, maybe. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at this article because it's comparing the two. This on Nine News comparing Georgia to Colorado voting. They say both states require voter ID at some phase of voting. So sometime in the phase of voting, whether you registered or you're gonna, you know, you're trying to get your mail-in ballot, at some point you have to have a voter ID in See, both here, states. Here, here's where I stand on this, and again, not knowing uh, obviously. Every state's regulations in terms of how they vote, what they allow, what they do. Um, I think you ought to have an ID. I think you ought to have an ID to vote, number one. I, I think the voting regulations should be the same Yeah. in every state. And they're not. And I don't know that that can simply, you know, I don't know that, uh, number one, I don't think they would. And if they would or if they could, I don't know that they would from a federal government standpoint, implement that. But why, why would we have different voting That's laws a, in, in different states? Okay, so here's an example. In Colorado, a Medicare or a Medicaid card is considered an ID to vote, right? It is not allowed in Georgia for that. So we, we also allow, they both allow tribal membership ID cards. Veteran ID card with a photograph you can do in Colorado, but they don't use that in Georgia. You can use a U.S. military ID card with a photograph. So it's set up state by state. Yes. So there's so they only allow, in Georgia now, they have two, four, six different types of IDs, how you could use. In Colorado, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, fifteen 15 different ways of proving to vote. 
So help me understand why, why it would make sense to a reasonable person that we would have different voting regulations in different, different states. states. That's what I don't that get. That makes too much sense, yeah. Dave. That's You're being too logical. You know what? You're going to get called out on Twitter again. <laughs> you better be careful, man, because I'm not going to fight this fight so, for you. Listen, Dave. <laughs> it makes too much sense. Yeah. So if I didn't have an ID, I have a certified naturalization document, right? Right. If I lived in Georgia, I could not vote. But in Colorado, I could use my naturalization document to vote here. But you could get some form of ID. Yeah, I mean, they give you, like, so many ways there. But here, we have a lot of different ways. Like, you could use your pilot's license to vote here. You don't have to have a... Does your Is your picture on your pilot pilot's license? I don't know. You could use your birth certificate to vote here. There, you can't use your birth certificate. I mean, am I stepping into the whatever name-calling waters if I say I think everybody should have a photo ID to vote? I don't know. I mean, that, that's just my my thought. I think we ought to have. I think we ought to have sort but, of, you know, every state ought to have the same regulations. Why why are we have different regulations for different states? Agreed, and we but we don't require a photo ID here. Well, I think we in Colorado. Uh, you can use your birth certificate. Your picture is not on your birth certificate. I thought I had to show my license. You well, that's the natural way. But say you don't have a license. Say you don't drive. Why would you have a license? Uh. Well, that's true, I guess. So it says you can certified copy of I'm your birth certificate yet. can be used as identification in Colorado to vote. I mean, why would people, why, why do, okay, do people object to having some sort of photo identification in order to be able to vote, are there people? Yes. I'm asking yes. that. The answer is yes. yes. They do so, so on what on what grounds? Uh, the, I mean, what help me understand? Some so, people consider that racist. They, so, and I think that's a, a really poor argument. They, well, I mean, how they so? They think though? that they think people of color can't obtain an ID for some reason, and you're making it harder for them. And I think that's insulting to people of color. It just doesn't make any sense. It I makes mean, no it doesn't sense. make any sense to me. And, I don't and just know. like that texture, and I read the text before the break. A black man. Spent 36 years in Georgia, and he said everyone in his town had an ID. And for people to assume blacks are unable to obtain an ID is racism at its core. That's from a black man. Yeah, I can I can understand. I don't, totally I don't understand get it that. either. But you know what I thought was interesting is that here we allow you use a copy of your current utility bill, bank statement, government check, paycheck with name and address to vote. Hmm. We had a caller that said it's in our constitution. And it says that states have the right to create their own voting laws. Yeah, I'm not debating that. I, that's, you know, I guess I guess that's true. I don't know, but I'll take your word on that. I'm just saying that I, we have, you know, <laughs> to have a universal, you know, code of how we are able to vote to me would, would make sense. Can you vote if you're in jail? You, you, you lose the right to vote, I believe, if you're a convicted felon. I believe i'd have to go back and look at that this is true so in colorado written correspondence from county sheriff or designee indicating voter is confined in county jail or detention facility can vote wait what so colorado they made it as easy as possible easy as you can get (laughs) so So, read that again so you can be you can be a convicted not not a convicted well it doesn't say anything about the convicted but say that you, it says a written correspondence from a county sheriff or designee indicator voter is confined in county jail or detention facility to vote. So you, you can vote in jail. Yeah. I don't think you ought to lose your right to vote if you're in jail. I mean, if you, you can be in jail for, 
you know, meeting some guy for a cup of coffee that bangs you on Twitter and then popping him in the face. You might go to jail for that. But what if you're in jail because you haven't gone to trial yet for what you've been Then you should. Well, then I, you know, as I sit here today, having not really given a moment's thought to that, (laughs) my initial reaction would be, I think you ought to be able to vote under those circumstances. Yeah, so that's, it's interesting how looking at the two states of what the voting situation of what you need. Um, Texture 720 says Colorado requires a photo ID to register to vote. So you have to, you have to. Maybe that's what just I was to register about. Okay. to vote, right? Okay. But once you're registered, then you can show any, anything else after that. And by the way, both states require some sort of ID. It says both states require voter ID at some phase of voting. So whether it be that some states require when you actually go vote, yeah. or some states require when you register to vote, but they say both states require. So I don't know it from the uh, 207, 837. I'm a convicted felon, and I'm able to vote yearly. I believe it depends on the crime committed. Okay, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's right. I, I'm not sure about that. Seven two zero four eight three. Joe Biden said African Americans have a hard time navigating a computer to go get a COVID shot. I've not heard the president say that. Maybe I've missed it. Well, I doubt if he said it that way, but I mean, I think that's probably an assumption. Uh, th- th- whatever this texter assumed, that's what Joe Biden meant. He, I don't. I huh. can't imagine he would say that. That and who, let's see, was there a name on that signed? Donald. Okay. Seven two zero. I'm sorry. Nine seven zero four six six. Do you need an ID to buy alcohol in Georgia? I'm not sure. I would imagine you need an ID for everything. You know, you go to the grocery store, you cash a check. You need an ID. You got to show yeah. ID to fly, to get on an airplane yep. you know, for everything, pretty much. Um, and what you were reading yesterday, and maybe I shouldn't read this because, boy, this guy didn't like what you said. This is from Yahoo uh, about moving the All-Star game, it says, to a state that in many ways has voting laws at least as stringent as Georgia's. To vote in Colorado, a person needs Photo identification, just as they do at the will call window at Coors Field. Like Colorado, Georgia allows voters without ID to use the last four digits of their social security number, a bank statement or utility bill, a paycheck, or any other government document with their name and address. And that's what Colorado allows, too. Um, Okay, well, this guy doesn't seem to think that. Um, This is to vote in person. Oh yeah, that's what I just said. On the so yeah. they split Channel Nine had listed what you can do in Colorado and what you can do in Georgia because they're trying to explain what the differences are, and that so was, you can vote in person without a photo ID. Yes, in Colorado. Any, any of those things I just named off, you can do it in person, and that was and same in in Georgia. Well, in Georgia, according now, to this. Well, no, now it, it provides six different types of ID proof. Now, that's what the new law is. That's what they're... They allow you to use your so social why, why security do you, why, number, bank statement, utility bill, paycheck. Why would you have to have six different types of proof? Well, they're saying Georgia driver's license, Georgia issue one ID. Of, one, one, of six, one of six. One of six. Okay. U.S. Yeah. passport, U.S. government issued employee ID, U.S. military ID card with photograph, and tribal ID card with photograph. Huh. In Colorado, you can use your Medicare or Medicaid card, copy of your birth certificate, Certified naturalization document, higher education student ID. Well, same as Georgia, according to this. No, but the Georgia new law is what they're saying. We'll come back and figure this out. 9.56 our time. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee. This is KOA News Radio. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Back at 1010 on KOA News Radio. Aside Rick Lewis and Kathy Lamb, Dave Logan, Millennial Grant here as well. Significance. Two Grant Funk songs today, in addition to our foot stomping at the beginning of the show, per usual. Mel Shaker, the bassist for Grand Funk Railroad. Mel uh, Schechter. Mel Say that Schechter. again. Schechter. Schechter? Schechter, yeah. Not Shaker. S-C-H-A-C-H-E-R. Schechter. Schechter. Schechter? Yeah. That's what I always thought it was. I think, Rick, if you cover this, <laughs> I, think I, you're probably I right. will play the air cowbell. Cowbell, man, yeah. More cowbell. Mm. Second night of the show, welcome back. We've got uh, we've got full lines. We'll get to you in just a moment. We were talking about the Georgia versus Colorado voting laws here, as I have temporarily lost my screen. Or my mind from the seven two zero three three eight. One simple question: Why do Democrats want all Americans to have ID proof required for our COVID shots, but not for voting? I don't know. I mean, I don't know that every single Democrat wants that. I, I don't know. Seven one nine six eight six. I appreciate your common sense on issues like this. I think that's the. I think that's one thing we've lost in, in this country, or at least we've misplaced it. Recently, it's just like common sense, trying to find a way to find common ground. You got these yahoos in Washington that that uh, you know are not going to be able to do that. Seemingly, you know, I'd like to run their fannies, you know, majority of them out. But I've already said that, and I'm not going to because I know I can't. I can't do that, so I'm not going to get on a soapbox for that. Tino in Arvada joins us on KOA News Radio. Good morning, Tino. Dave, how are you, bud? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, listen, um, you and I have texted together. I'm a high school baseball coach, and um, I I want to chime in on your your thoughts. We're not looking to rip Burt Borgman or Chasta. That doesn't do any good. Um, I think it's just an opportunity for Chasta and Rhonda and Burt and all those folks to uh, sow some goodwill. 
and come off of their stance. And and this is about the kids. And and I know you understand that, Dave. Uh, this is about the kids. This isn't about us coaches. It's about the parents a little bit too. But uh, gosh, these kids have uh, struggled to get a baseball season in. And and what this is effectively doing is pushing them towards going to play for a club team instead of their high school team. And and that's just um, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I'm all in favor of – I mean, listen, baseball coaches, and I've got a lot of friends that are baseball coaches uh, in the state, high school baseball coaches. I mean, it, it is a constant battle that they have with respect to club baseball. I mean, you're always trying to find ways to compete, unfortunately, with with club baseball. And by by eliminating even a couple of games after you didn't even have a baseball season last year, but that didn't stop club baseball – from playing club baseball was was uh, in full swing. I I just don't. And here's what I'd like. And we're trying to get a hold of somebody from Chassa. Uh, I I don't understand the suggestion that with the 18 games that Chassa originally agreed to, now they've got to lower those games to 16 because of Title IX concerns. I'm I'm law. I know what Title IX stands for and and what it should mean, but I'm just lost in terms of how. Uh, deleting two games with the boys uh, puts you in compliance with Title IX. I don't get it. Yeah, it's I. We're, all of us high school baseball coaches are right there with you. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. We'd love to know why. All right. Well, let's see what we and Tino. Thank you. Let's. Um... I have a baseball question. And why don't they play Colorado baseball in the fall? Because. We all know springtime in Colorado, some of the worst springtime weather in the country, and, and a lot of games get canceled. And so why don't you just start it in August, play August, September, October in Colorado? I, I, I hadn't, would that make too much sense? I hadn't really thought about it. Uh, you, well, if you, you would eliminate your two-sport baseball and football guys, girls, uh, ladies. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm but, saying? I mean, I guess um, if that's why they're doing it. I, I mean, too often we're, we're seeing that. You know, we're seeing some coaches sort of foster that approach anyway. You know, you need to – I mean, there, there are plenty of fall baseball leagues. And you have some coaches that try to talk players into playing in the fall and out of playing whatever sport that high school is, is participating in in the fall, whether it be football or, or what have you. And, and they tell these kids, if you don't play baseball in the fall, then your chances of making the team next spring are not very good. That's the biggest mm. bunch of hooey I've ever – I mean, are, are you serious? Are you, I mean, are you serious, really? But I think the issue here, um, and again, we're, we're trying to contact somebody from uh, Chassa, is I mean, these kids have been punished enough and not, not able to play. The, their season, because of having to move the start of the baseball season back, I think their season this year is something, honestly, I think it's like three, three weeks. Yeah, and then, and then you probably get a handful of games snowed out during that three-week period. Yeah, yeah sure. it's it, it is too bad, and, and that's one thing that I, you you brought it up, and it did strike me during the pandemic, when the school sports were canceled, they were playing club sports all around the state. Absolutely, whether it be soccer or baseball, whatever, rugby, uh, lacrosse. You know, they yep. were all playing their their club sports while they couldn't play their school sports. Nope, I agree. Let's uh, let's next talk to Ron and Littleton on KOA News Radio. Morning, Ron. Hi. 
Yeah. Uh, can you hear me all right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, a couple things. One, you said that uh, all the states should have the same voting regulations. Well, uh, if you look at the Constitution, the Constitution says that every state legislature determines voting regulations. True. Uh, it doesn't say the federal government gets to do it. it. Doesn't say the federal government gets to control it. No, I mean for the yeah. record. For the record, that's what I said. My my question okay, was. Well, I, my, well, hang on a second. My, on... my my question was, okay. as a reasonable person, as I sit here, it, it would make sense to me that that we ought to give the exact same right to every person in every state. I, I guess I my point is I don't understand why there would be different requirements to vote from state to state to state. I know that's legal, and I know that's what the Constitution says. I'm just saying from a practical standpoint, it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me. Go ahead. All right. I, I wasn't able to hear what you said. That's okay. I've been on. Uh, I, so I thank you for saying that. Yep. The other thing is, is that uh, Colorado does not require a picture ID, and the, the Democrat-controlled uh, legislature fought against it. I went down and, and sat in there, and they refused to even hear me talk about that. And their excuse is, is that uh, requiring a, a picture ID is, would be racist. Well, that sort of implies that uh, all blacks are, uh, in, or, or some blacks are incapable of getting a picture ID. Mm. And that's crap. As a matter of fact, uh, 70% of the blacks approve of a picture ID. And the vast majority of Americans approve of a picture ID. But the Democrat-controlled uh, uh, legislature in, in Colorado wants to, not to have that. The idea that a, a birth certificate proves who you are is nonsense. Ron, thank you. Yeah, and that's kind of a, that's, that's a good point. I mean, that's the point we've been making yep. today on the show. It's insulting. It really is, and I think a lot of people of color have had enough of that. Like, they're capable of doing anything every anybody's capable of doing, and they always play that card, though. Well, that would be, that would be racist because it's hard for people of color to be able to do that. They can do, they can do everything you can do. There's, there's plenty, Give them of, more credit. plenty of things in our world today that if you drill down on them, a reasonable person would say, you know, that's... That's absolutely racist. But I think we have to be careful in terms of how many times we use that. I mean, we use it um, in ways that when you really stop and push back and say, let me let me think about the, this for a minute, it's really not racist, right? So I think we, I mean, there are valid things. There are yes. things that happen where you're like, okay, man, that that's not cool. But uh, too often, I think some people throw the term around whenever somebody disagrees with their point if you disagree with their point well then you're a racist i mean that's 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 silly it's stupid uh 303-969 anyone can get a valid picture id and should have one regardless of driving privileges and what moron walks around with a birth certificate on their person (laughs) absolutely true i I, I have mine in my pocket but me too but you have you keep everything Mm mm-hmm no, I don't have my birth certificate. Do you know where your birth certificate is? Actually, I'd have to really I'd have to do a long for search for pa- it. I just got, had to renew my passport, and it expired, and I had to have – I don't have a birth certificate, but I have citizenship papers, naturalization yeah. papers. Right. So that's what I have. You keep them in a safety deposit box? Put them in a safe. Yeah. 
in our gun safe, you know. And you know what? It's really easy to get a fake ID. You know, they're easy to get. Yeah. And so there's that as well when it comes to showing uh, a driver's license. You can get a driver's license so easy. I was at a, a party a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I th- maybe I said this on the show. That uh, there was a bunch of kids there from Arizona State. All freshmen. You're hanging out with uh, Arizona State Look kids at you. party. Yeah. Uncle Wally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were at um, one of my wife's family members' house, and her daughter's a freshman at ASU. And we are having a barbecue, and then suddenly it was about eight ASU kids come over. And they all had the best fake IDs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they showed me their real driver's license, oh, and they showed me their fake one. I could not tell the difference. They even had the, what is it called? The, the watermark. Ho- the watermark, the hologram. Everything was wow. on there. Wow. And they told me, you can get two of these for 50 bucks, and you get them through China. So the whole ID thing is kind of... Where maybe, you, what website is that? I, I didn't ask for the website because <laughs> I don't need it. Fakeids.com uh, whatever, but slash it's, China? It's the thing. It's a very common thing. But you'd have to register to vote, and do you want to really vote with your fake ID? Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> no. I mean, that would be... If you got busted, wouldn't but that be how, a federal you, offense? You, you, I think so. But I bet people do. 303 mm. Popping some guy in the face who bangs you anonymously on Twitter. Laugh my ass off. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I guess yeah. I, did. I did say that. I'd sort of forgotten. Keith and uh, well, Keith is in Kathy's neighborhood calling us on KOA News Radio. Morning, Keith. Good morning. What's up, crew? It's been Keith. a long time since I've heard you guys. Yeah. Keith and I How are the people doing? of color in our neighborhood. Nice. <laughs> nice. We are. True. Right, Keith? True. 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 <laughs> well, I wanted to know. Well, I, well, I, was, I called and asked Millennial G. I said, what the hell is going on? People is calling. Some guy wants to box well, either you or Dave or uh, or Rick. <laughs> no, those two stories, don't. they weren't supposed to go together. They were two separate stories. <laughs> Dave mixed them together. <laughs> Sorry about that, Keith. But the answer is yes yeah. and yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, what, 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 what's going on, man? And then, and, uh, what? I guess Dave said something, and Rick is answering it, and I'm like, what's going on? What, what, what's happening? What's going on? It's a crazy world we live on, Keith. Yeah, you know, uh, I think Culver's gotten to everybody's mind being uh, confined for so long. They think they're thinking about idiotic things like this baseball game. It's ridiculous. That, you know, okay, so they move the baseball game from one city to the other. Okay, so what? The world is coming to an end, right? But there was another shooting in South Carolina with five people dead. And yeah. Nobody's talking about that. Yep. You know. Yeah, a former this, NFL this, player. We haven't talked about that yet, but yeah. 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 Yeah, this this, this is crazy, man. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, this baseball game from moving, moving from one city to another has no relevance, man, at all, on life, period. And... Like they, like you were saying about a black person not being able to get an ID. It, man, I got an ID. All I got to do is go down and go to the DMV, get a driver's license, which I have, or you can get a Colorado ID. Anybody could get ID. Right. Just like you said. So Keith, you do, know, you, that, do you are how, you insulted when you hear that talk? Like, well, this is discriminating to black people because they have trouble getting a picture ID. Does that insult you? No. You know what I think it is? I think I think it's ludicrous. Okay. It's idiotic for someone to say something that dumb, that crazy, it tells me they have no mind or no thought process whatsoever. You know, that's that's what it tells me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it just it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And Dave, I'm, I I have to incline to agree with you that we have lost place of common sense because we got all this political correct stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I I know you didn't say politically correct, but we have lo- well, we have lost the sense of common sense. You're absolutely right on that. I totally agree with you. Yep. On that. You know, it's it's I, I I don't know, man. It just takes me for a loop, and it's mind blowing. And I just don't know, <laughs> really, seriously, is it that bad now? Well, and Keith, thanks. You need to run for office, Keith. Yeah, we 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 will support you. Yeah, we will. We'll donate to your campaign. Kathy could even be the campaign manager. <laughs> yeah, Kathy like runs you. a mean yeah. campaign. If you and I ever run, which you and I will never run. Both of us are going to have Kathy as the campaign manager. <laughs> he could run for mayor. Who? Keith, of our little town. He may have too much common sense. Oh, that might be. You know be what I mean? Yeah, you see, that's, that's the problem. True. That's true. We do need we do, do need to get some common sense, folks. You know, that might that might be the, the platform. And I'm talking about for both parties. Maybe that's a winning platform in the, 2024. The common sense party. Yeah. A whole new party. Yeah. Why don't you guys That'd be start a good that? third party. The common sense party? The CSP? It makes too much sense. I'll tell you what, people are ready for that. I know. They are, especially now. 1025 is our time. Dave, Rick, Kathy, Millennial Grant, good to have you with us on KOA News Radio. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story in my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions. And Happy see birthday to Biz Marquis, 57 years old today. Biz Markey, man, he's he's one of the OGs. Is he still around? You got what I, I remember seeing him in a commercial last year, but I haven't heard any music from him. Wow. How old is he? Fifty-seven. Hmm. 
Well, he came around. He came along like the late seventies, I think, with the Sugar Hill Gang era. He's been around a long time. Was Sugar Hill Gang late seventies? It was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You got what I need, but you say he's just a friend. That's when uh, rappers actually used to sing a little bit. Just a little, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I mean, maybe just a little. Uh, yeah. 10.40 the time. Hey. What, what were you reading, Kathy? I said I was reading this study that says one in four U.S. employees plan to leave their employee employer as the COVID-19 pan- pandemic subsides. That number is even higher for millennials and employees with children at home in learning situations. So one in four employees in our country plan are, to leave their employer when when now as the pandemic subsides so i would say by the summer right so 25 percent of employees are going to be leaving their employers this year yep yeah, it's based upon the 2020 eagle hill consulting covid19 employee burnout survey covid burnout guess so well i believe i mean i, I know there's that no doubt. I think we've all had to fight that. Yeah, but right? that's interesting. I thought it's definitely made uh, people that were lucky enough to keep their jobs during the pandemic. I think it has made it more challenging and more frustrating. And so maybe that's why. And mm-hmm. why? Why millennials? I think. I think. Wonder why that age group. I think that age group would be more likely to to switch jobs anyway, right? I think. I think it's yeah. also what we've gone through the last fifteen months has has given a lot of people you know, a new perspective on life, what's really important and some of the things that we, you know, we get twisted up on uh, or with on a daily basis, they're not really all that important. But it's interesting that they're planning to leave their jobs when their jobs kept them on during the pandemic. Maybe their employers are a bunch of buttheads. Well, that could be true. Cut the millennials Would that be unusual? No. I don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I've got plenty of friends who have been in jobs for a long time that sort of, they're not feeling their bosses anymore. It's like, you know, I've put up with this stuff for whatever, 10 years, yep. a couple of them, 10, 15 year employee, one 25 year employee, and wasn't going to retire for, I think, seven or eight more years. And has just decided, you know what, if I can make it work, I'm out like in a year, I'm out. So that's what I mean about it's it's changed the perspective, I think, for some people. Absolutely. Bert's going to join us from Larkspur on KOA News Radio, 1042 on this glorious Thursday. Good morning, Bert. Good morning, everybody. I um, Dave, this one's for you as a coach. My gosh, you know, I enjoy uh, listening to all of you. And uh, PTSD, uh, Dave, I don't know how you feel about this, but I've been all over the country and the world coaching uh, uh, club-level hockey and enjoying it, and I believe these children are going to end up re- not knowing, did I have a chance? Did I have this? Did I have that? I coached all season through hockey. We all got our temperatures checked. We were all required to do what we had to do on a private level. Nobody questioned anything. We, we did everything that we were supposed to do socially, I went to Aspen in a tournament and had to watch my son on a scan, you know, just to view him on, on my phone. And we did what we had to do to allow the kids to play. And that was the most important thing, and I was so excited. So what's going on? Why, why again, the government, on a private level, we're all responsible, and we know what we have to do 
and these facilities know what they've got to do, or they can be shut down. And I'm, I'm south of Castle Rock, and they did everything. They were fantastic, and we all socially distanced and did what we were supposed to do. Has anybody heard of an outbreak? That's it. So, I mean, I, so your point is, why what? Why, why are the schools controlling these children? We're on a private level. We did everything right, and nobody, there were no, there was nothing that happened. Yeah, I. Uh, so I, I don't know that it, I, I don't know that I would say the schools are necessarily controlling the kids. I mean, there there are many more hoops to jump through. I think for kids attending, I'll say high school, with respect to what's permitted from an athletic or extracurricular activity standpoint, with the COVID uh, situation. A lot, a lot of what schools are dealing with, I mean, those edicts have come down from, you know, the various health departments. Uh, my, my point on the, on the baseball thing, and Bert, thanks a lot for your call, is that Chassa agreed to an 18-game schedule, which is still less than they normally play, and that wasn't that long ago. And then all of a sudden to go back, now it's now it's down to 16 games. And you may say, well, they had a couple of games. Yeah, that's a couple of games. But though, you know, that's that's a lot of baseball for kids that have didn't get a chance to play baseball at all last year. That's a lot of baseball trying to cram that into three weeks. I, I just don't see, and the reasoning given was some sort of Title IX implication that was brought up by an AD somewhere in our state. I would invite, I don't even know who it is, and I'm not trying to bash the AD. I would invite the AD to come on. They could call and, I mean, you know, make me aware of how, how you make the case in terms of a Title IX mm, violation if, if, you had, if you play two extra games of baseball. I, I, I just don't, I don't get it. So, um, 303-713-8585. Bob in the Springs joins us next on KOA News Radio. Morning, Bob. Hey, morning. Hey, I was wondering, you know, some pro athletes, whether it's football or baseball, you know, they, they sign the big contract, they play the average four to five years, they get out and, you know, they don't have much of anything except a big house and a bunch of expensive cars. That if the NCAA allows kids to make some money off endorsements or uh, name, image, and likeness. If if you think that will maybe prepare them as better money managers as teenagers for when they go pro, that uh, if they only play the average amount of time, that that's going to help them in the long run. Um, do I, do I think that playing an average number of years helps prepare you for life after the game? Is that what is that what you're asking? No, I was wondering if you think. You know, kids getting paid some type of money while they're in college is going to make them better money managers or have more experience with money that when they sign that pro contract and they only play the average number of years that they get out, that they're not, that they have a better financial future planned ahead of them because they were able to make some money as teenagers when they're in college. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and Bob, thank you. I, I would be in favor of, of kids being able to, to make some sort of money on their likeness being used when they are in college. And I've said that before, and I've, I've, that's been my stance for a long time. I don't necessarily know that you can connect the dots that if, if that happens, and I think it's going to be forced into existence because of, you know, the NCAA realizes now that, uh, you know, that, that it's such an unfair practice 
with respect to what goes on and using players' likeness to make millions and millions of dollars, not allowing the player to have any of that money doesn't make any sense to me. But I don't know if if that would, you know, having money in college would make them more aware of how to how to save a little bit of money. I think a lot of times, Rick and Kathy, when when guys, I'll just speak to the NFL, when guys get in the NFL that have come from not very much, and all of a sudden you've got more money in your pocket than you've ever had before, and you want, I mean, you want to take care of your family, and your family might be extensive, and you want to take care of your boys, and you know, you might have. I mean, that's all of a sudden, you know, the 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 people that are counting on you to help them becomes that list becomes longer and longer and longer. I've seen that happen so many times in the in the NFL. I mean, I I, I came from a small family. I never had much money in my pocket, and then when I got to the NFL, even though now retrospectively looking back, it wasn't a hell of a lot of money. But if I thought, I'm, I'm like, what, you're going to pay me $30,000 to play in the NFL? I'm stealing. Yeah. I'm playing a game I love, and you're going to pay $30,000. Most money my dad ever made in his life, and it was late in his life, was $50,000. And I'm thinking, I'm 22 years old, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make $30,000 to play a game that I love, right? But I also had, you know, I, I didn't have an extensive family, and I had, you know, great parents that basically I mean, my dad took my signing bonus i never did see that and just invested it and and we don't smart of him to do that you know we don't yeah. we don't all, we don't get to pick our parents we're not all so lucky so were you were you saying that uh some of these people that go into the nfl nba whatever major league baseball 22 year old uh guy making millions of dollars a year are you saying that their extended family starts coming at them sure. for, hey, I, I need a house, sure. I need a car, I need this. Yeah, absolutely. I need... Yeah, I could absolutely. see that happening. I didn't even think about that. And, but... and you want to, I mean, that was even, I mean, that sort of thing was happening even back when I played mid-70s to mid-80s. You know, I right. mean, you, 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 there, you feel like, and I get that, you, there's a moral obligation that, that a young guy feels to help out his family, and the family doesn't have very much. Maybe they've been totally supportive of him and they've helped him get through his career. Well, I mean, you want to, you want to give back. Sure. But, but what happens, you, you sort of lose sight of, you know, how much money's coming in, how much money's going out. And I'm not saying there aren't, there aren't frivolous things that young cats buy. I mean, I, you know, I've seen that happen too often as well. So, but you thought you were uh, rich set for life, 30 grand on your 30 grand a year. Hey, second year. Thirty-six-five. Wow. Ooh, what? Get your third year. It's a tall hog at the trough. Um, <laughs> third, third year. Thirty, forty, forty-two. This was in the seventies. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Fourth year. Fifty. Fifty-one. I remember that distinctly because I'm thinking, Ooh. I'm making more than my, da- I'm making more than my dad, and I had sixty, like sixty-some catches and a thousand yards, but I made fifty-one thousand dollars. Wow. I thought I was just absolutely filthy. I bought my mom and dad a car. You bought your Porsche? No, that wasn't until that wasn't until the end of my career. I didn't oh. have enough money to buy that. Uh-huh. I know how you feel. My my uh I bought a Chrysler Cordoba. <laughs> my third year in radio, I got a job at a at a union station in LA that paid sixty grand a year. And I thought, that's it, I'm set for life. I'll yeah, be I mean, able to I'm gonna retire when I'm right? probably forty. I am set for life. Yep. 
And uh, I know that feeling. And I thought, man, I'm stealing money. Yeah. I'm stealing money. Doing a radio show? You kidding me? For 60000 bucks, <laughs> I would have done this for free. I didn't hit thirty grand till after I hit thirty. Well, you worked with two cheap guys. Well, that's true, Rick. Oh, not Rick. <laughs> I, I was talking about I was talking about bosses around here. Uh, Brad, yeah, thank Brad, you for clarifying that, Dave. Brad in Rye, Colorado on KOA. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Hello, Brad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks. What's up? Dave's my boy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead, Brad. I had uh, I I hear people talking about paying college athletes, and I'm an ex college athlete, and I have an idea that might work. Okay. Why not uh, instead of paying the athletes, let every athlete that didn't graduate or all athletes get their bachelor's degree, but then you can also go get your master's degree, and then they give you and maybe even a doctor, but you know give them education still, and instead of and still they could have their own likeness and you know sell their name, but maybe it would do more. Uh, athletes uh good by getting more education and, and earning a living don't all scholarship athletes get a four-year degree well they no, can no no, no they well, can't they do but but not all of them finish no that's not the point finish. right and then none of them you, get, you don't get your master's you have to go back and pay for that you can't so go you, back like you would get education say you left year three and you want to go back that last year you can't get it paid for Oh, well, they, you mean, will they honor your scholarship yeah. if you're gone for a yeah, while? Yeah, so you get drafted. I don't know, Dave. You, you get... might know the answer no. to that. The answer is no. Yeah. No. Huh. They they do not honor the scholarship. So you have to just stay for so the you have years. what You have like five years. Yeah, the clock starts as soon right. as you start your freshman year. And but you, you can have, redshirt, though, right? You can redshirt, but the, you, you get five years on the clock. That's good. Right. Now, you can, uh, and Brad, thanks for the call, you can... After high school, you know, go if you go on a mission for two years. And then come you, back and take your scholarship. And then you come back. And then if they still want to get you a scholarship, then the clock starts when you come back from the mission. Or you come back from, I don't know, whatever. So we've seen guys come back at or in their early 20s, and they are technically a freshman. From that point, you get five years to complete four. Hmm. Four years of eligibility. So, um Gosh, we we didn't talk much about it. That that story about the gunman who killed five people, including a prominent doctor in South Carolina. That was former NFL player Philip Adams, who after he killed the people, killed himself uh, yesterday. Just a really sad story. Just a horrible, killed horrible his, story. Two of his grandkids too. Yeah, I, the doctors. The doctors. Yeah. Grandkids have no idea what possibly went wrong here. They said the doctor did treat him at one point. Uh, disturbing, no doubt. Very disturbing. Philip Adams uh, was 33 years old. The football player we're talking about played for multiple teams, including the Niners and Falcons. I I don't recall the name. Was he a, was he a starter or was he just kind of a journeyman? Must have been a journeyman. Yeah, he was, he was, he was more of a journeyman. He was a safety special teams guy. I remember the name. Okay. But not, uh, I mean, not a star player. I didn't realize he got five years in, seventy-eight games. Um, I don't know. We'll try to try to research a little bit more about uh, what what half what what has happened. Uh, the story does state whether Adams suffered long-lasting injuries from his concussions as a player was not immediately clear. Uh, he would not have been eligible for testing as a part of the broad settlement 
between the league and his former players with such injuries because he had not retired by 2014. Um, we'll come back, talk a little bit more about that. News is right around the corner. This is KOA News Radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every time I hear this, I think of a mouse like crawling up in your house when you're sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden, some sort of motion catches your eye, and you take your face out of the popcorn bowl for a moment, and you see this little mouse crawling up the grandfather clock. Yeah. I don't even know why. I don't know. It is a little annoying. Who is this? I'm not even sure who this is. I have no idea. Vampire Weekend. Well, how, would I I really know, like. how would I not know uh, that? Yeah. Their lead singer, Ezra Koenig, is 37 today. I've heard this. I caught 57 mice in my house when I was in Kinkaro. 57? 57. 57. Wow. 57. 57. I, w- I would set traps. I hated to kill them, but they were in my house. Set traps, and then in the middle of the night, you'd hear like, one of the traps go off. <laughs> I caught one with an oven mitt because I just didn't want to kill it. So I caught it with an oven mitt and took it outside. Took it back into the green belt. You there. caught a mice, a, a mouse with an your oven bare mitt. hands? In no, oven. I was in an oven oven mitt. <laughs> I mean, how did you, you had to run it down or what, you cornered it? I tracked him down. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you're the big mouse. You, you're the great mouse hunter. I'm the mouse hunter. Yeah. So how'd you get rid of all of them? Well, I, I killed many, killed them, but for some reason, I, I, with your bare hands, I had an oven mitt on, and then I saw it. I'm like, I'm not gonna. What am I gonna do here? <laughs> yeah. So I started talking to it a little bit. Come here. You know, and it came to you. Caught him. I didn't didn't kill him. Well, I don't know if my memory goes that far. I don't think it actually came to me. I think it it ran himself into a tough position. It sort of cornered. Mm. He cornered himself. Oh boy. So. Anyway, uh, 303-713-8585. you ever have mice in your house? Yes. Yeah. Oh, mo- mostly in the garage. Yeah. We, we had them in the, uh, a problem in the garage. Lucky, lucky you're not interested in mice? Uh, oh, she's interested, but she's not in the garage all that often. Yeah. You know, so, no. We used to have uh, a feral cat. In oh, the that'll, that'll take care that of That lived next door, really. It, it actually lived there, but it was feral. And we didn't have a, mu- a mouse problem when the cat was around. Yeah. But cat, the cat, cat did gain 17 pounds over yeah. the course of a oh, summer. Yeah. Definitely. We're going to have back to phone lines. Final hour of the show, 11:10 our time, hanging out till noon. Dave Logan, Rick Lewis, and Kathy Lee, Ed and Castle Rock. Thanks for your patience. You're on KW News Radio. Good morning. Hello, Ed. Ed. 
Oh, Ed. Ed, you got to pay attention, Come Ed. Come on, Ed. Stay in the game, Ed. Come on. Ed. Come Construction on. Joe, you're on KOA. Hi, Joe. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, Joe. Hello? Hey, Joe. Okay. Hey, uh, Ricky, I haven't talked to you for a while. I know, man. <laughs> Where been, you been? I've been flying back and forth to Texas. You got to work down there? With all that. Yeah, all that broken pipes and flooding they had from right. the two inches of snow they got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they build houses super crazy out there, man. I've never seen it before. But um, I guess what I'm calling, dude, is just to vent a little bit here. Uh, I didn't know about this football player who shot these people until you guys told me. And I, I didn't even know if the dude was white or black. And... Millennial Grant said he was a black dude. So it just kind of furthers my point. Man, to, if someone seriously said that a black dude can't get an ID and, like, there's people that are listening and following around, like, holy crap, man, what are we coming to? Anyone could get an ID. Anyone. It doesn't matter if they're fake. They could get it. Uh the gun thing or Biden's trying to do, I don't know too much about it, but man, anyone can get a gun and anyone can shoot anyone. So I don't even know why we're talking about it. It's, I don't know. I I just wanted to call and vent a little bit. Cause you guys got me all riled up with this, this, a black dude can't get an ID. So mm. I'm like, man, how many people in the last decade, uh, did a mass murder that was a black man. Um, crickets. Not not many. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I don't think many that I can no. that I can remember. Typically, it's not a, a person of color. Where are you going with that? So, well, we anyone could shoot anyone. Black people. We need to get. I've been dealing with racism for forty years, man. I'm over it. Golly, you, you're at a job that you don't like. You're not going to stick around for forty years. You're going to do something. We, okay. we may have lost you, yeah. Joe, and that was not mass uh... cancel culture. Just... <laughs> He's still going. Still Joe. Talking. Hey, Joe. Joe's still going. Joe's driving through a tough you got spot. There, fired up. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Thanks. So that was from earlier in the show. Um, we're talking about, well, the argument about voter ID is it's racist because some people say, well, that's, it's really hard for black people to get an ID. And black people are offended by that. Like, what are you saying? I can get an ID, no problem. What are you, what are you, where are you going with this? And it's insulting to say that about a person of color or anybody. It's not that hard to get an ID. And I just told you, I mean, whether it's a real ID or a fake ID, you can get an ID somewhere. Doesn't matter who you are. So I don't like when they play that card. And and we started the show off with a text from a, a black listener from Georgia, coincidentally, hmm. who said, uh, every black person in my town had an ID. So quit insulting me with this black people have trouble getting IDs thing. 303-883, you need a photo ID when you register to vote. Also, Colorado has a signature validation for all mail-in votes. Is Georgia trying to get around the signature ID process? Question mark. It is probably very expensive to get that automotive, automated signature author process in place. Don't, not sure. Again, it gets back to, and we I had 
we we've talked about this. My my idea would be, and I know it's in our constitution that uh, every state gets to decide the voting requirements, but I, I just think it ought to be the same for everybody in this country. I think everybody should have a a photo ID. I think it shouldn't be any harder for us or any easier on us, depending on where you live, to vote. But I think it all should be it, it should. It should be in a uniform way. I know that's not possible because that's not what the Constitution said. That's just what runs through my little pea brain. Did you see, uh, I'm looking at this here. This is from CBS News. It's uh, nine facts about the new Georgia voting law. Number yeah, I one, sent that to you. Oh, thank you, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. um, This morning. Number one, early voting expands in most Georgia counties. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two, ID is now required, not just for in-person voting, but also for mail-in voting. All right. And, and previously, one, one, uh, one tad, tidbit of information on that, on Rick's number two, previously in Georgia, a form of identification was required for voting in person, but not for voting absentee by mail. Not, so, so now so you, you, don't need, ID. you don't need ID. Now, now ID is required, is required. required. for okay. both. Yeah. For both. Okay. And the final four digits of your social security number. Okay. Number three, absentee voting. New rules regulate drop boxes in shortened time frame for requesting and returning mail ballots. All right. And number four, food and drink distribution to voters in line by non-poll workers is banned. The guy on Twitter who wanted to bop me up around the head brought that up. I mean, th- there is a difference, but the difference between Georgia and Colorado in that particular regard is not very much i think in georgia uh, it's 150 feet in colorado it's 100 feet mm-hmm. uh, you know but I'm, but self-service water stands are allowed that is correct okay it says that comfort is, teams of campaign workers may also offer water snacks and other items to people waiting in line to vote as long as they're not wearing campaign compare campaign apparel yeah there was a big deal made about that and i'm like really What's, why is this a big deal? Georgia's new law made it illegal to give money, gifts, food, and or drink to voters within 150 feet. Well, that makes sense. Place or within 25 feet of any voter waiting in line. Well, that makes sense. You don't want to have people giving you money while you're waiting in line to vote because then they can influence But I would vote. like water and food. Yeah, but how long are you in line? Is it, are they, Can you they bring have, your own water? Yeah, or food while you're waiting in line. Well, I've never waited in line. I mean, I, I vote by mail. So I, 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 I vote down the street over here, but there wasn't a line. It was, or if it was, it was like two minutes. Yeah. Uh, number five, changes to in-person voting are being implemented to address long lines and reduce provisional voting. Uh, number six, state election board will have new powers and won't be chaired by the secretary of state. Number seven, results are to be reported faster. What's provisional voting? That's where they go to the wrong precinct, I think. I think if you don't have the proper ID, you you are able to submit what they would call a provisional vote. Right, and then it and has then to be verified. To, it has to verify your ID. Hmm. That's what they call a... I'm reading this now. Yes, if a voter goes to the wrong precinct in his or her county before 5 p.m., poll workers are supposed to direct that person to the correct precinct rather than directing the voter to cast a provisional ballot. Uh, number eight, voters may call a new hotline with complaints alleging voter intimidation or illegal activity. And number nine, the runoff election period will be five weeks shorter. 
the difference, too, is that we here get everybody gets a mailed ballot, right? In Georgia, voters must request an absentee ballot. They are not mailed to every voter. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. There's nine facts right there from CBS News. I know I know people are really skeptical of various news sources. I'm one of them. And so I guess try to read as many as you can and then you can make up your own mind, make up you know, formulate your own opinion on what you think is going on. It does make it easier here that Every registered voter receives a ballot in the mail without requesting one. And some unregistered. Yeah. Well, they said. Well, see, that's the thing. Right? Yeah. Um, and my dad got one from Georgia, and he lives in Arizona. And he's never been a registered voter. In how Georgia, how would he? that happen? He's never lived in Arizona. How's it, no, how's how's Georgia? Never lived in, yeah. in Georgia. Yeah. I, and I don't know. That was just really bizarre. He it, showed it to me when I was over there one day. And Do you think about maybe somebody stole his identity? Uh, maybe possible. He sent it to his congressperson, who then sub- subsequently lost it. Uh, and then he sent it. Uh, he he contacted the FBI, Secretary of State of Georgia, got no response from anybody. So, so he basically got no response from anybody on the whole thing. But I wonder if somebody like used his information and registered him to vote in Georgia. It was a request for an absentee ballot huh. in Georgia is what it was. Yeah, so somebody did that for him. Interesting. And, and does this happen often? I don't know. Well, it never happened to me. But me, me neither. A lot of things since the pandemic have changed where now, I mean, it's hap- happened to a couple of people I know where they got um, unemployment cards in the mail. And they're like, I didn't file for unemployment. Happened to me? Yeah, and you had to tell your employer, like, listen, I did not file for unemployment. It happened, it happened to me with the company that I own. Yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, I had, I had my COO call and say, hey, um, did you file for anything you want to tell me? And I'm, I'm like, uh, no. Did you file for unemployment from Team Dave Logan? I'm like, uh, no. So, but that's what I'm saying. People are taking other oh, sure. information sure. and filing for unemployment. Scams. Did I read somewhere that uh, Caitlyn Jenner may run for governor of California? Yes. Is that, is that, is that a real story? Yeah. Huh. And Caitlyn Jenner uh, is a Republican. And in today's current climate in California, it's very difficult to a Republican even to win a post as dog catcher. I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty, pretty much an uphill battle. Uh, but maybe... Caitlyn Jenner get I don't know. Well, that's what I was Maybe thinking. Maybe get some traction out the there. The celebrity name and the optics of yeah, her right. being transgender. I mean, that may When's supersede. When's the last Republican uh, Schwarzenegger? Yes. I mean, Jerry Brown was before him. Brett Reagan was the governor of California. Uh, Wilson, Pete Wilson, who got recalled, was a Republican. I forgot about him. Yeah, that was I, that was like twenty years ago. Got a breaking news story here just in front of our timeout. There's a mandatory shelter-in-place order that has been issued for areas surrounding the Pearl Street Mall, which is in Boulder, due to a bomb threat. That's from the Boulder Police. So Mm. the Boulder Police is saying, quote, take the following protective actions immediately. If inside shelter in place, all pedestrians outside evacuate the area immediately. So if you, again, are driving around or you know somebody that is uh, in the area surrounding the Pearl Street Mall, 
get out of there. There is a bomb threat, and that comes directly from the Boulder police. 1124 is our time. 303-713-8585. That is the number. Let's take a time out on KOA News Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back at 1138 on KOA News Radio, 303-713-8585. Let us uh, give you updated information about uh, what is going on at the Pearl Street Mall or that area. The Boulder Police Department has released this. We have not, in caps not, confirmed the bomb, bomb threat on the Pearl Street Mall, but they are asking people to take precautions while the Boulder Police checks out the area and investigates. And as soon as we, the Boulder Police Department, have additional information, we will release that and update everyone. So there's there's the uh, the latest on what is going on in Boulder. Uh, texter uh, 720, it was Gray Davis that got recalled uh, as governor in California. I, I think I said Pete Wilson. And yeah, they, were, they were both Republicans. But it was Gray Davis, and that's when uh, Arnold took over, according to a texter in Aurora. Huh. All right. Bill in Kansas wants to add to that discussion. Bill, you're on KOA. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Uh, Gray Davis was a Democrat. People, it was Pat Brown, Ronald Reagan, Jerry Brown, uh, Duke Mason, Pete Wilson, Gray Davis, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then it was Jerry Brown again. Then then Meltless uh, is now. Okay. Okay. Was uh, so so Gray Davis was not a Republican. No, he was a Democrat. Oh. He got he got recalled because he signed a a, a great contract with a with a prison uh, guards. They gave him retirement of ninety percent in thirty years. They gave him a huge amount of money for his uh, reelection. Okay. Uh, in the current, I'm a California guy. I'm Moved here six years ago, but yeah, I know all of that stuff. KBT, the Mighty Matt, Huya. That's right. I yep. remember. I remember you there. Well, thank you, and thanks for finding me here. He didn't say he liked you. He just said he remembered you. I know, there. but I take that as a compliment. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I'm just I take kidding. that as a compliment. Thank you, Bill. Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> was that the first station you started on? No, that was the one I was talking about in my third year in radio. I got hired there. Uh, and it was a big union station in L.A., and I was making sixty grand a year, and thought, "I this is it. I'm set for life." Sixty grand a year it was three. I was a year and a half out of college. Yeah, what year would that have been? It was uh, nineteen eighty-three. That's some pretty good money. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought too. I mean, I was uh, I was thrilled to get that gig, and it was a great radio station too. One of one of the best rock stations in the country. And so that was, well, that was later than you, you were in the NFL. What year? What was your first year in the NFL? 76. So KBT was paying more money than guys playing in the NFL? 
That doesn't make any well, sense. Well, that's a little disheartening to me. That doesn't make any sense. That actually makes my low back hurt even more today than it, than it does. <laughs> it's like, really? Seriously? Didn't you guys have a union? You did. Not a very damn good one. Apparently not. I mean, the player, listen, the NFL PA, I, I think, has, of, of all the professional sports, we have lagged behind. Uh, and I mean, like, if, if, if it were a mile race contest and you were in school and the, the winner ran four minutes and something, and then second place ran, I don't know, four minutes and something, a little bit more. The NFL in that race, like, walked and finished, and it was the 11-minute and 47-second mark. Yeah. That's how far behind the NFL is in terms of, you know, coming up with good ideas, banding together, uh, taking care of former players, all of that with respect to the NFLPA. And some of that, I think, I, I would put squarely on the shoulders of the late, and he was a great, great player, uh, Gene Upshaw. Some of it. Not all of it. Some of it, I think, is current leadership. But they, I mean, it, you know, if you compare just what, what players players' benefits, uh, a lot of stuff. The NFL trails both Major League Baseball and the NBA. Uh, how about hockey? How do they stand with hockey? I'm not, I'm not all that familiar with the, with the uh, players' union in hockey. And, and if, it's, if it's considered to be strong, um, I couldn't even tell you who represents the players in the NHL. Do you know? No, I don't. But I, I do know the NFL is at the the bottom of the big three sports. I'm looking at the base salary in the NFL 1983. It looks like it was 130,000. So at that point, uh, you had passed up the base salary at a union radio station in LA. In fact, more than doubled it. So the NFL union was starting to gain a, a little bit of traction then, and and, and the competition. Don't forget, that's when the USFL began. It 83. Did, and that, that certainly helped boost salaries, don't you think? Oh, Because no they, doubt. Were, they were paying really good money. No doubt. I mean, they took our starting quarterback. I mean, Brian Seif left right. Cleveland Browns and went to, went to work for Donald Trump and the New Jersey Generals. And he did so because, and at that point, he'd already been an MVP in the league. He was the MVP of the league in 80. This was 83. So he was down, I mean, he was on the downside of his career, no question about that, because I think Brian's First year in the NFL was, I don't know, 72 maybe, something like that. But he got more money to go play in the USFL with the New Jersey Generals than he mm-hmm. did as a starting quarterback probably in his, whatever, 12th, 13th year in the NFL at that point. Did he try to talk you into going? Well, no, because his contract, I think, was up, and mine uh, mine was not. Good timing for him. I did have a chance to, to play in the USFL um, after my career in the NFL was done. But, I, you know, I, did, I physically I felt pretty good and had a good career. I just didn't, you know, you get to the point where to try to recover, to rehab, you know, guys in the NFL, that, that's what I think drives guys out of the game more quickly than anything else, right? It's yeah. injuries and then the dedication to trying to rehab those injuries. And you spend a lot of your offseason trying to, 
you know, trying to rehab what happened in the previous season, and you, you know, you get it done to the point where you're ready for another training camp. And I think guys, if they're hurt, you know, a lot, it just becomes really tedious. Yeah, for us guys in the radio union, it wasn't physical pain; it was more like emotional pain. You know, we were hurt emotionally a lot. You were hurt emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Like rub your head sort of hurt yeah, emotionally. You know, you know how it is. You know how it is, Dave. In radio? Yeah, radio and radio management. Yeah, we were getting our hearts broken all the time. So for us it was more emotional trauma. What was the most heartbreaking that thing to that happened with. to you in your radio career? Getting fired? I guess pretty traumatic. I got fired four times in my first eight years in radio. That's pretty traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. And um Did you ever think about doing something else? Yeah. I did. I seriously did. I think everybody that's in any sort of career, when you get fired, you think about, okay, I'm out of work. Do I really want to go back into this field or should I try something else? After that fourth time, that's when I, and I was, had just gotten married at that time. And I remember talking to my wife about, I think maybe I'm young enough. I can do something else. Do I want to continue down this path and have my heart broken every, every two years? What'd your wife say? She, she said, she told me, she encouraged me. She said, you're really good at this. And you know, it's you're going to just get in the right situation where where everything's going to really work out. Everything's going to take off. And we she, would call that tainted witness testimony. She was right, though. But she was she was right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you stayed in it. Uh, yeah. You well, and I wouldn't have had a chance to work together. <laughs> we would have never known each other. What would you have done? I didn't even know. I didn't know. I, I what else am I going to do? I, I always thought I'd been in radio it. my whole life. I'd always thought if it, something turned out I couldn't do what I'm doing, I'd I'd get into real estate of some sort. That came to mind. You know? Yep. They didn't have Uber back then. <laughs> It'd been weird that people... Uber Dave. Yeah, Uber yeah. Dave. Like, could you imagine you pull in and Dave's like, um, sorry, my seat is so far back, but you yeah. can sit on the other sorry, side. you sit <laughs> on your lap. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got to have leg room to drive. No, I do. I do Uber. Hey, if, if I had to make money, yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever I got to make. Why wouldn't you? Because it's on your time. Whenever you want to drive somebody, sure. you turn yeah. it on. Oh, you know what I would do? I would do DoorDash. They get paid more. I, I had an Uber driver tell me that people tip more on DoorDash, DoorDash than they do for driving do. them around. Because they're getting, you're delivering their food. Yeah. It's like tipping, you know, because you got someone served you your food. Then, and DoorDash is easy. You don't have to even see anybody anymore. You just leave it on their porch. Right. So you, you'd be the runner? You'd be the DoorDash person? Yeah, I'd go pick up the food and drop it off at your door. Well, how much are you going to make? Are you going to be able to live on that? Yeah. Depends how long you do it. I actually thought about that. Like, I was like, if I was like a college student going to school, I would do DoorDash. Right? Yeah, a college student, sure. But no, sure. You, Dave, when we were in the Bay Area for a game a couple of years ago, remember our Uber driver told us he makes 90 grand a year just driving. I remember Uber. that. I yeah. remember that. We, we, were going to the, we were going to the big event that night with all the players and the coaches and all yeah. the media. Right, yes. you're going to that big, big event, and he said he, he drives full time and he makes ninety thousand a year. Well, that's pretty darn good for picking it's your own really hours good. too. Yeah, yeah, but I wonder how many hours he actually works. He's got to be working a lot all the time. Of course, kind of like you, Melinda Grant, Stephen Pueblo on yeah. KOA News Radio. What's up, Steve? Okay, okay. Let me ask the question here. A uh, little bit of background. First of all, I think in athletic union. Uh, is going to have to change considerably because most pro athletes that I know, I don't know very many of the new ones, but I know quite a few of the old ones, that are pretty conservative. 
And I think if you want to be successful with the union, you're going to have to go out on the limb and maybe get on the other side of the fence. Uh, I, I look at, I, I look at, uh, and, and I hope that that, that shooting that occurred, I hope they don't find out that, 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 uh, defensive back had, uh, brain damage because then it brings up the question again about, you know, uh, the safety of the football player. Mm. And you know, as well as I do that there has to be a change in order to somehow or other get these head injuries under control. Well, you know, I, I look at that on the on the right side, and I look at it on the left side, and I really think that that if you want a, a union, you've got to be strong, and that does not tend to be part of a more conservative person's uh, view of the world. I'm completely and, lost on, on your analogy. What what, what doesn't uh, what doesn't tend to be part of a conservative person's view? The brain injuries. I don't think that a union. I don't think that a union, particularly with with athletes that seem to be much more conservative than than they are liberal, I don't think you're going to have that type of strength in a union until you become a little less conservative. I, I don't Does think. That, I don't think. That... I, I would not. I would not characterize in this case the NFL Players Association, the NFL union. I would not characterize mm-hmm. as the majority of the participants in the union as being conservative. I, okay. I, I think quite I, I think quite the what, quite the opposite. If, if yeah, because I prefaced at the beginning that the ones that I know uh, who are you know they go back to the Orange Crush days. Most of those guys are pretty doggone conservative. Yeah, and, and maybe so, Steve. Thank you. Maybe so, but I think nowadays in in professional sports in general, I mean, if you had to generalize and characterize. You know which side of the aisle do the majority of the uh, union participants come down on? I would think it would be the left. I would think. I agree. Um, I, I just think it it boils down to really poor leadership and leadership that sold out the players uh, many many years ago, um, and also they are in a difficult position trying to negotiate uh, against the NFL, which is the most powerful sports league in the world and makes billions of dollars and they have tremendous leverage and players are not willing. a lot of players in the NFL, even nowadays with the, you know, the, the player uh, rookie minimum, I think over $400,000, I can tell you this. I mean, at least a few years back, a lot of players would live pay- paycheck to paycheck. And so for them to threaten uh, any sort of work stoppage where the money stops coming in, and a lot of these guys are leveraged to the hilt. That's their fault, but they are. They're not willing. They're not willing to talk about a work stoppage. So that's why I think the players in the National Football League, in terms of the player associ- Players Association and Union, that's why they sit where they currently sit, third out of three sports leagues. Yeah, the union that uh, I've been in my entire career, which is SAG-AFTRA, been pretty worthless uh when i did get fired there was nothing they could do one time i got fired i just signed a three-year contract and got fired three months into it without cause and see your contract i'm assuming was just like most nfl players i mean it's a three-year contract if we decide to keep you 
but we can get rid of you whenever right. we pretty much want to. And I got nothing out of it. Yep. And the, I went to the union. They said, oh, sorry, nothing we can do. And I've been paying them since 1983. I pay into that union. Do you still do it? I still do. I'm still an active uh, cardholder for SAG. So, I mean, so what do you what do you get out of that? Well, uh, occasionally, you know, if I've gotten a TV show that's a union TV show, so you get higher wages. You get you get paid really well. Okay. And the last time I did that though was probably almost 20 years ago when I did a, a big TV show. But I don't know why am I in it? I don't know. They really have done really nothing for me over the years. Uh, so, well, the good thing they did was they negotiated a good, a good salary for the people that worked at the radio station in L.A. Like a severance package? No, the salary, like I told you, sixty grand a year in nineteen eighty-three. That was that was good money. Uh, it's good money today still. Sure. And um, that was about the only thing they were they were worthless. I was so disappointed in them when I got fired after just signing a three-year contract and got fired because of a format change. Nothing I did. Hey, listen, getting fired is no fun. No, there's, pl- there's plenty of people in our audience that have been fired. You've been fired. I've been fired. Kathy, you... Kathy's never been Kathy's fired. Kathy's never been fired. Do you know what I say? Shh, Kathy. Hang in here a little bit longer. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it has to happen eventually. Shh, don't jinx it. Very few people get to quit on their own terms. So don't jinx it. You notice I'm laying out. I'm just listening to Brian Auger. I like Brian Auger. <laughs> I think Brian Auger ever was fired in his life. No, he's, he's his own guy. He's his own man. How do you get yeah. fired when you're your own? It's your band. Yeah. So you nobody sh- could fire you from the Rick Lewis Project. Heck no, they couldn't. Nobody could fire you from Team Dave Logan. Well, that's true. That's where we need to put all of our apples, Dave. When you put your name on something, it's hard to get fired. That's right. What's, well, that- your, what's your name? No wonder your name's not on the show. You did that on purpose. Yeah, that's right. She yeah. does it on purpose. Don't yeah. jinx it. That's going to do it for our show. Thanks a lot for being with us. Thanks to Millennial Grant. We appreciate him. For Rick Lewis and Kathy Lamb, Dave Logan. News coming up next. Mandy Connell at noon. See you tomorrow, 9 a.m. on KOA News Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.